awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my pal, Zach. Zach, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just uh, celebrating uh, the stay of execution democracy just got. Seriously, uh, Herschel Walker just confirmed uh, lost in Georgia. Uh, Jesus Christ, what a nail biter. (laughs) uh my wife was asleep and i woke her up with that (laughs) had he won that could have waited for the morning you know right yeah for sure yeah oh man Um, we made it democracy still kicking for now (laughs) um man zach for uh two seconds before we get into things I need to roast myself uh, for a second. Oh, I, I'm always, it's always a thing that's possible with me. But um, uh, so the other day, like 24 hours ago, I was on uh, Drawfee's Twitch stream. Uh, Drawfee are, are good friends of mine from like college humor days. Nathan's been on the show a handful of times, uh, usually unannounced, just Nathan, hop on. Uh, but uh, I was on their stream. Uh, yesterday, just playing Jackbox games. Uh, and uh, Drawfee has a very large audience. I, I think like a couple million YouTube uh followers. Uh, like two thousand people watching the stream last night. And uh, before we sign off, Nathan, of course, gives everybody a chance to uh, you know, promote socials or any anything they have going on. Listen to what I fucking did, dude. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian. Uh, let's see. I got a podcast about Smallville, uh, and I think it's pretty good and you should check it out. Uh, you can go to bit.ly slash goblin voice for a link to that show and, uh, all the other dumb crap I do. Hey, Bri, the name of the podcast would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, oh, that's not that bad. (laughs) I literally heard, and I was like, son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> so, you just got Talkville some more listens, yeah. I think. <laughs> so the good thing is that is some people know that there is floating out there in the ether somewhere a Smallville podcast. Uh, I think the bigger mistake is that you didn't play up the Mission Impossible aspect. Um, <laughs> you know? A great point. A great point. The Star Wars Tom Cruise appreciation <laughs> Smallville podcast. Maybe soon to be av- dude, we got some Avatar shit to talk about too right oh, now. Oh, we do, yeah. Um, should we lead with that before anything else? This is such a good episode of Smallville. Well, it's good for reasons. But... It's a good podcasting episode. Yes. Um, but yes. man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh just yeah, let's stay of execution on democracy and people saw avatar two way of the water for the first time and reviews are very, very positive. Yes. Although the one caveat would be that this is like the early first reactions reviews. Uh, that is true. That is, that is worth those, noting. Those do. I feel like those tend to be slightly more optimistic than 
the rest of the reviews. All right. Which, though, I will say it's largely been screened for critics. It's not like right. those early reviews where, like, they open it up to fans, quote unquote, <laughs> which is right. It's someone's Twitter handle. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone, someone I, I saw in a comment section talking about, yeah, I remember when they did that with Batman versus Superman. They were all the same. Yeah, because they showed it to fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh like david ulrich's uh, uh tweet is the one that first caught my attention he's one of my favorite film critics right now um but avatar way of the water lol imagine being dumb enough to bet against james cameron or teen alien sigourney weaver or giant whales subtitled in papyrus light years better than the first and easily one of the best theatrical experiences in ages streaming found dead in a ditch great i'm um, i mean that's Music to my ears. Yes. I'm excited to see it on the IMAX, 3D, whatever. Are you doing 3D? Well, we have the option of not see. I I don't. I don't want to do 3D. I don't normally do 3D, but James Cameron doing 3D is a different. It is true. It is much better. But like, like he pioneered it, right? And I. I assume this is the way I'm supposed to see it. That is um, the the that is certainly the director intended way to see it. That said. I saw Avatar in 3D, and it was fine. It, you know, it was very good. It was very well done. Right. The movies also lived on fine without it. You know, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, I don't know that it'll. It's I'm. I can deal with it. I don't mind. I, I don't want to wear the dumb glasses, but like I'm fine with it. My wife hates it. Hates it. Doesn't okay. want to wear the glasses. Well, you know. Well, there you go. Um, so, you know, you know, if I, if I made a big stink about it, she'd suck it up, but like, I don't think I feel strongly enough about it. I'd rather just see it on a big fucking screen, you know? That's, that's important. Uh, the first avatar I saw, I think I saw like a month after it hit. Um, and I think I saw it in, it was a, obviously it was in the theater, so it was a big screen, but it wasn't huge. And, uh, I remember being like, yeah, it was okay. Right. Well, I'm going to see this one on the biggest screen I can find. Um, that seems like, I mean, certainly seems yeah. like the way to go. Um, I'm, I'm officially kind of, I've gone from curious to kind of excited for it. So I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, that review makes me excited. If Avatar gets raves, Avatar 2, um, and it does really well at the box office, which I'm sure it will, mm. um, what does that mean for Top Gun Maverick's Oscar nomination chances? <sighs> Are they going to nominate two of these fucking things? Where where would you? Yeah, right, right. Where would you put? I I'm not expecting Oscars for uh, Top Gun. I'd love I'm to not see expecting, it. I'm not expecting wins, but sure. according to pundits who you know place in them what faith you will, but they think Top Gun Maverick is likely to be nominated at this point. Sure, that's but, a great uh, point. Part of me thinks if Avatar 2 gets nominated, that there's no way Top Gun is getting nominated. Like, right. Is um is Black Panther in that like fray as well? Critics were kind of lukewarm. Everyone was sort of lukewarm yeah, on it. I, I didn't think see it. They but... thought it was going to be, but I think because of the reviews, uh, my understanding is that it's dropped out a little bit. Sure. That's yeah. that's also kind of the vibe I'm getting. Um, I'm glad yeah. you know uh, Emily and I on our, our on our poll on our fantasy draft. We were real close to it. It was it was between that and Avatar. I'm glad. I right now I'm glad we went the the way we went. Well, and then you have Black Adam, which is 
<laughs> you know, a shoo-in. Right, of course. <laughs> so I, I, I eventually played that game because you sent me the link. Yeah. I ended up buying a bunch of like mid-tier awards bait stuff. So we'll see how I do. Like your TARS and your, right. you know, women talking and those movies. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I did see women talking. Um, I It was wonderful. Really, really wonderful. Um, I, I live in Portland, so we don't get it yet. It's uh, this was uh, uh, Emily gets uh, this was a guild writers guild screen. So we saw it a little early. That said, man, uh, it was so the movies. The movies great. Highly, highly recommend Um, it. uh, I'm stealing once again from Earl Rick, uh, um, who wrote that uh, it's the script like could be a play like easily, easily without a doubt. But it's so fucking gorgeous. Like what she does with the camera is so fucking good that like you're it's so Sarah glad Pauly, it's right? not. What's that? Sarah Pauly, right? Yes, who I was not really familiar right. with. I I uh I would later find in her letterbox she was in she was the lead in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. That's the only <laughs> thing I recognized her from. <laughs> well, she uh I think that's probably true for me too, until I saw during the pandemic at some point I watched one of her directed movies called Take This Waltz, which was um Really fucking good. Shit. Um, with uh, was that what it's called? Take this waltz. I think it's got Seth Rogen, um, huh, and and Michelle Williams. Let me just make sure for our two listeners. <laughs> I am getting that. Yep, take this waltz. I highly recommend. I, I thought it was great. So now I'm I'm ready. I'm stoked for it's, when we're talking. Man, it's it's one of those movies where you're just kind of and it's like perfectly paced. It's perfectly timed. She would say later in a Q&A, she's like, she knew the movie lived and died. Like it would die if it was a minute over a hundred minutes, you know? Like <laughs> Right. Uh just because it really no, don't get me wrong, it's women talking. It's very 12 angry men in that kind of way. Great. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, for anyone not familiar, um uh it's uh, women talking is based on a not my wife read it. Um, I think was popular in like 2018. Um, the idea it's this um, uh, uh, Mennonite community. Um, there, all of the women are are essentially being assaulted in night at night, and there's kind of this larger conspiracy uh, from all the men in the community that are that are is allowing this to happen uh, to these women uh, so basically all of the men are kind of in town uh, dealing with the repercussions of this and the women have 48 hours to figure out what they're gonna do and oh, it's wow. fantastic fantastic highly recommend that sounds really good cool I'm, I will absolutely watch it um, it's on my list for sure. Bef- before we get into what I watched, a couple things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first, and it's going to be hard to have this conversation without coming off like a uh, oh, toxic nerd. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to do my best, but uh we texted about it a little bit. The trailer for the new Indiana Jones movie. Drop. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I like the I like all four Indiana Jones. It's movies. Spe- they're I all Spielberg. Root, 
Exactly. I was looking forward to this, even though it's not Spielberg, because I think the director, James Mangold, has done some good work. He's particularly good with action in some of his previous movies. So I was cautiously optimistic, very excited. Um, I perhaps foolishly thought that maybe he would realize that realism was a very important aspect of the Indian <laughs> film. Right. Not in terms of content or what happens, but in terms of photography and staging. Right. Like, looking like it's real is important. But it seems like they saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and thought the problem was not enough CGI. It's cartooning CGI. Real rough looking, man. Oh, it looks like Jungle Cruise, my man. <laughs> it does. So I'm I'm not a big Indiana Jones guy. I like him. You know, I, I've seen him all. Right. I like them, um, but it's not one of like my, if I, you know, like everybody else, like Ra Raiders is a great movie, um, but it's not in like my comfort rewatch zone like Star Wars sure. is or anything. Um, so like it is one of those like, you're going to see it no matter what, I know. Um, I'm kind I, of like good if you're like, it's terrible. I'm kind of yeah, good. <laughs> I, I, I was going to see it no matter what, but after that trailer, I'm honestly... Like, if this had come out before all the Disney Star Wars stuff, I would have seen it. Mm. But mm. after all that, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. It's, and also, <laughs> like, Harrison Ford isn't, like, fame. Old Harrison Ford isn't famous for, like, his exuberance to be reprising these characters. <laughs> well, I know he's, he, actually, he's the opposite about, Indie as he is about Han Solo, like he's always been like, I want to do more. He was the one who talked, okay, okay, talked Spielberg into doing the fourth one. I think, um, I think he's the one pushing for this to happen. Interesting. But, and this is also, it's hard to blame him because he's like eighty years old, right? But and we've said this many times, having his having an actor's face CGI'd onto a stunt double while they're on a horse isn't going to cut it when Tom Cruise <laughs> is flying on the side of airplanes. Tom Cruise hung off of a fucking building. <laughs> we should like, just every time pick a different Tom Cruise stunt every time we're I was, just down this road. I was, yeah, I was texting to my, my friend Jason and we were talking about this very thing. And I was like, you know what? After Ford is done, Tom Cruise should just take over as Indiana Jones. And my Love buddy it. goes, "Love it." If he was in Crystal Skull, he would have gotten in an actual fridge, <laughs> and they would have set off an actual nuke, and he would have done it in one take. <laughs> just little tiny Tom Cruise, like, put me in the fridge, put me in the fridge. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I trained for seven years to be able to climb in that fridge and survive and survive a nuke. <laughs> A nuke in a fridge. Oh man! Oh fuck! I, it looks it looks pretty rough, man. I mean, and it's talented people, talented writers, uh, talented actors. So it's probably going to be watchable and probably be enjoyable. But the action is a very important part of the Indiana Jones definitely movies, and I cannot. I just don't get involved with CGI action when it's too heavily CGI. No. I just don't get involved in it. 
No, it, it just doesn't quite. And it's <sighs> like if if it's seamlessly mixed in with like the real world, like Terminator 2 or Jurassic Park, that's one thing. But if it's all it looks like maybe a real human in a CGI world, which is what the trailer looks like. Right. I'm I'm out. Which meanwhile, it, uh, to that point, like Avatar looks amazing. Even the, the mer- that first movie where it's I'm sure it's mostly digital figures. Cameron still directs it with a wa- with the weight of reality, treating those CGI yeah. helicopters in that yes. movie like they are and like there is a real camera there, um, which For makes sure. a difference. Yeah, that's, that's a great point because, yeah, I guess I don't want to paint with too broad a brush because, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of movies with CGI that I'm totally into, but because I don't notice it. Right. 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 Like right. I, the trailers for Avatar 2, that looks like some of the most stunning CGI I've ever seen. And right. so I think that's that, different. I think, than, is that part of the thing? I think largely, at least in the first Avatar movie, Cameron doesn't do much that a real camera couldn't do. You know? Right. Well, I mean, you also have one of the greatest directors of action who ever lived. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If like anyone could pull three. it off. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, him and Spielberg are both guys who were like they bridge that gap between pre-digital and post-digital. Yeah. That, you know, they actually ushered in the CGI. So I think those two guys really know how to utilize those. That's it. Chris's skull tools. frequently doesn't look great. Right. I think someone made this point on another podcast. Spielberg is really good at putting uh, CGI elements into real world stuff, but he's not very good at putting real world stuff into CGI. I'd agree with elements. that. So like, if it's the majority of it is CGI, doesn't look too good. Right. But Also that right. washed out so, blue filter, Stephen. I don't like it. <laughs> I, <laughs> while, we're on, while we're on the topic. Yeah, I do think, I mean, obviously the guy he's been working with since Schindler's List, uh, Janusz K- right. Kaczynski, something. That sounds right. Um, great cinematographer but not every movie has to have that same West Side story was kind of ugly man <laughs> i'm going i'm gonna get yeah. sucked to hell for that one but it looked ugly. no 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 i mean i feel like most of his movies since since he's been working with that guy have a similar kind of washed out look and yeah. it works really well in like private ryan or minority report right. or war right. of the worlds or munich but uh some of the other stuff it's like i don't know I don't know. Some Can colors are colors are cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, blues. You're right. Blues. Blues a nice color, but there are other colors, and those are those are nice too. <laughs> uh, Spielberg, if you're listening, um, Spiel- what if Spielberg you- was our biggest fan? I know. I was going to say, can you send us some money if you're listening? <laughs> actually. Okay, while I'm on the subject of Spielberg, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. The British Film Institute released its... Uh, I'm mad already. What do you, what do you I'm call fucking it? mad it's already. A, you're, <laughs> it's uh, every 10 years, every decade, they, they pull uh, hundreds of critics and hundreds of directors and come up with... Uh, everyone fills that. Everyone puts 10 movies down that they think are the greatest movies. And then the the people who run the poll release the hundred best. Right. Um, and look, you and I both know it. 
movie lists are stupid. It's stupid to get upset about them. They they exist as conversation starters. Yes, exactly. So having said that, I'm going to get upset here for a second. I'm, because, I'm, a, I'm a fucking frothing. I'm frothing. I mean, it's probably because of the methodology of just doing a poll rather than curating a list. Sure. But my problem with this list, and I'm sure all the movies are very good that are on the list. But it only represents like one type of movie. Right. Like there's, I think there's two horror movies on there out of a hundred. I think there's, I don't know, maybe one comedy like, and I'm sure the comedies aren't like, they're specific kind of comedy. You know what I mean? Right. There's no American summer didn't make it. (laughs) No action adventure movie. Guess what's not on there, Brian? Uh, Jaws isn't on there. Fucking uh, Travis, hang them by the neck until (laughs) dead. Not one Spielberg movie's on there. What the Um, fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So this is my problem. Like, say a stranger came up to me and put a gun to my head and said, "Zach, (laughs) said Zach, you have to pick ten movies." And of those 10 movies, I'm going to randomly select one. And then you and I are going to sit down and watch it. And if I don't like that movie, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. (laughs) Do you think I'm picking Vertigo? (laughs) By the way, Brian, one of my favorite movies, Vertigo. Love Vertigo. Love Vertigo. No one's fucking talking trash about Vertigo. Deserves to be on the list. But so do like the 10 movies I would pick for that little (laughs) situation there. What are some, obviously Jaws, obviously Jaws. What else would you put on there? Jurassic Park, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, most of Spielberg's. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you just really want to play real fucking safe. like I guess I would have to look at the guy and be like, what is this guy like? Um, Shawshank Redemption's like a crowd pleaser. Everyone loves that movie. I mean, there's so many great, like the problem is the movies that they left off the list are the kind of movies that are so successful that it means we got to keep making movies. <laughs> right, right. Yes. So like we should we should include some of those if we are curating a for setting the canon, which is what they're attempting to do. Right. We should have all the flavors, especially yeah. the ones that are like get the asses in the seats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. 100%. Obviously pick pick the good versions of that. Right, right. Pick the best versions. Like, don't put Transformers on there, but... No, that's the thing of, like... It's so funny how uh, crowd-pleasing action, adventure, and stuff is seen as, like, inherently lesser when, like... what's What James Cameron does is, like... I mean, it's like a beautiful fucking chair, you know? Like, I've perfectly right. constructed... I'm a craftsman. I've perfectly crafted this, like... Also, you know how fucking hard those movies are to make? Like seriously. You ever see and it happens a lot now where they get some someone who made some indie drama or made some really good hearty movie and they get him to make a big budget action movie. Which now is like, just oh, a superhero movie, but it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. The skill doesn't necessarily transfer. It's it's really hard to make a good Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> This fucking guy. <laughs> and then he's only made the fucking... That guy almost made a fucking Star Wars movie. Jesus Ooh, fucking Christ. I mean, it, 
Although, would it have been? I it could. I doubt it would have been. Worse I don't know if got. it would have been better, but I doubt it would have been worse. If we would have got, definitely, if we would have got his, we would be like, God, why didn't they just get Abrams to make it? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Abrams ain't happy with that movie. I, I think Abrams fully, like from the get go, like conceive of and make a movie. We would have all, we would have been fine with. You know, what we got yes, was well, not a true jj no. abrams joint of which we all would have been like ah it was fine could have been better you know no but i bet he got a new house or something for it you know what yeah, i mean like, oh yeah. that was a how much money do you need to fix this <laughs> right come in at the last minute and make this movie please also make the internet stop yelling at us please <laughs> so that they'll He's like Buy more toys and Disney Plus subscriptions. He's like, I'll make the movie, but the internet's going to yell even more. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be coming from all angles now. (laughs) Yeah. They just just opened up, and now I'm mad at it. And I was a big defender of the Disney Star Wars. Now I'm like, fuck this. Well, the defenders of Rise of Skywalker, I just want to talk to them and be like, what are we, what are we talking? What are you doing? Yeah. um, You You don't really like it. You just like that it, Stuck its tongue out at Last Jedi, don't you? You don't really like Rise of Skywalker because you can't. Because it's not even a fucking movie. (laughs) Let's be. But you know what's real? It really strikes me for how worked up you and I can get over Star Wars. Because because you get worked up about stuff you love. Uh, A lot of people left left the movie theater, got in their cars, and went. It's all right. I still like the first one. (laughs) Yes, and then didn't think about it again. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I think they're happier than me. Oh, <laughs> for sure. I, you know, I tell you what they're not doing right now is complaining about the new Indiana Jones trailer. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> woof. Woof, woof, baby. <laughs> Watch it be the greatest thing ever. And uh, great. Wouldn't that be great? It, Wouldn't that be it great? Was, it was like vying for number one most anticipated movies for me for next year. Now it's dropped behind, officially behind Mission Impossible uh, 7. And then also officially behind Scream uh, 6. So <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Claw your way out of that one. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, um, what else you so watch this? I watched this week. I watched... Uh, Two movies I hadn't seen before that are surprising that I haven't seen before. Um, one is called Near Dark, which is Catherine uh, Bigelow. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow vampire movie, it. really grungy kind of vampire movie from um, the eighties. Fantastic little uh, Tangerine Dream score, <laughs> uh, fun performance from uh, Bill Paxson. Uh, it, it was fun. It was good. Solid. Solid B. Um, and then I saw, I I was blown away. Black Christmas. You ever seen Black Christmas? I know it's on my list to watch this year. We, Emily and I oh, are determined to watch it. Yeah, I I mean I was expecting it to be good because it's a, you know it's a classic, but I was expecting like good right. slasher or seventy. I thought it was like a really fucking good horror movie, like huh. a good like. I, I'm excited to like, see it. It is funny of like Bob Clark has two Christmas movies. One right. is Black Christmas. Very the different. other is a Christmas story. <laughs> I mean, I would put it up there. With not, I mean, Halloween is always going to have a 
more special place in my heart, but I would put it on that level. I would put yeah, it in wow. that pantheon of it's good, man. It's it is. Good. I mean, it is funny of like uh, Black Christmas does predate Halloween. Um, right. And uh, it's essentially Halloween was uh, Musta- it really it didn't start with John Carpenter. Uh, it started with uh, a cod, the producer of it being like, give me a hollow. Make a movie about Halloween. Give me babysitters right, getting yeah. killed on Halloween. Uh, and John Carpenter worked with that. Um, and Bob Clark, I think at one point was like, yeah, it's basically a ripoff of black Christmas, but it's not his fault. He just did what he was told. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's a, it, it, it's maybe it started out as a ripoff. Oh, right, totally right. Was its own thing. And right. that's great. That's how most awesome movies come about. Right. But, uh, I'm excited for you to see black Christmas, man. I might watch um, tomorrow or Thursday. I, I'm getting together yeah, with some friends. We're going to find a Christmas horror. It's free. It's streaming everywhere for free, I think. Great. So. Great. Zach, did you watch anything else? I think that was it. What'd you watch? Um, so I mentioned uh, women talking. I also watched uh, uh, Resurrection. Have you heard of this? What uh, sounds familiar? Uh, it's Tell Rebecca me. Hall and um, who's um, God. His name is slipping. Um, Tim Roth. Okay. Uh, it's available on Shutter right now. Um, it's uh, let's see. It's so it starts at, and it's a, a not a debut, but uh, it's this guy's second credit. Last movie he made was in 2012. Um, uh, it starts as a pretty seemingly pretty like cable friendly revenge or uh, a stalker thriller. Uh, a woman's like carefully crafted life maybe starts to come a little bit unraveled when a, a someone from her past begins showing up, um, and then by the halfway mark becomes uh, Ari Aster esque deranged. <laughs> uh, pretty out of nowhere, or not out of like it all builds up and it all makes sense, and I loved it like highly, highly oh, recommend. Wow, okay, very. Um, it's not as like viscerally upsetting as an, like an Ari Aster film. Um, or yeah, Aster wasn't involved in this, but he's thanked. He's given a special thanks. Um, oh, really? So it was funny. I was like, I was thinking I was kind of getting his vibe through it. And then like, that makes sense. It's not as viscerally as upsetting as he can get. Um, even though it is upsetting. It's a very, very, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things where like, it's very like heavily knotted, um, the narrative. And then when you kind of see the whole thing zoned out, it's actually very simple uh, and very weird. Uh, has one of the most buck wild third acts I've seen this year. Um, All right. I think, I think it's on my top five of like movies, uh, 2022 Sweet. movies. I really, really liked it. I like I like Rebecca Hall. She's in a lot of thrillers and horror movies. Too. Uh, she's in. She's also in just a lot of like fucked up stuff. <laughs> she's got a. <laughs> she's got a taste for like this is gonna get weird. Right. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um. And uh. Yeah. I just if you're into that kind of movie, highly highly recommend. It is f- fucking balls to the wall crazy. I don't want to overhype it because no, it's good. I I have to be in the mood, but I do like those movies. Yeah, it's definitely like like I said, it's not as viscerally upsetting as some of like like uh, uh, Hereditary or Midsommar. Uh, But uh, whoa, 
whoa it's uh there's a in the third act uh my wife and i are sitting on the couch and like we both have our arms crossed kind of jaws on the floor uh at the way events are proceeding and uh, i i think i said out loud like the craziest thing that could happen that's what should happen right now and that's that's what happened that's what happened (laughs) (laughs) great great that sounds great I unplugged my headphones by accident. I apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I said something really clever, and you missed it. <laughs> um, uh, but that's it. That's all I watched, I think. Hello? Should we? I, I'm, Brian, I'm ready to watch this promo that you've been dangling in front of me. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. I guess it's time to get... Oh, wait, no, sorry. We have one other order of business before we get into Smallville. Uh, And it is Smallville related. So we have had a bit of a running conspiracy about season four that uh, perhaps uh, some sexy soap opera times uh, among adult actors playing teenagers was perhaps WB mandated. Uh, I found a local news segment uh, I can't imagine. I imagine this had to be broadcast to a couple of different places, but a local news segment uh, detailing Smallville. And uh, listen to this. Clark ended last season naked. Apparently, we're going to be seeing more and more uh, nakedness this season from what we hear. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I mean, my, my whole take is you know, if, if you can do the scene without it, then. It shouldn't be there, um, but apparently there's going to be some situations these characters find find themselves in this year that um, they got to be naked. <laughs> Dude, he, he's, he seems like he just got that news on set and he's pissed about it. <laughs> it's so funny. He maintains that now still on Talkville of like, ah, if you don't need the nudity, you shouldn't do the nudity. And I was like, are you being like weirdly Puritan about Smallville? It's Smallville, pal. Uh, well, he doesn't like to be objectified that way. Okay, I guess that's fair. That's fair. But uh, that's that was a great clip because that that tells. I mean, that's it right there. That's the we don't. What more evidence do you need? I did. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, he, we, he's so surly about it. That's <laughs> great. Um, okay, should we? Uh, I think it's time. I can't wait. Okay. I, I, they don't. So. Uh, the, yeah, I texted you about this fucking promo. Um, holy shit, dude! Get ready. Do we do we uh, preface with the episode name or whatever? How do we normally do this? Um, the uh, you know what? I'm just gonna play the promo. I think the promo is gonna be fine. Okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Next Wednesday on Smallville for the perfect body. So you have been checking me out. These girls have gone too far. A town's obsession with beauty. Hana, what are you doing here? Has seductive side effects. Smallville, Cryptoc, next week on the WB Wednesday. Next Wednesday. <laughs> that is not. Is that that is not the name of the episode? Crypt Tuck is not the Crypt. name of the episode. So we should we should describe just for people at home. It's it says at the end when the it says you know Smallville comes across the screen. It says Crypt Tuck K R Y P slash 
T-U-C-K, which is, of course, a reference to the show Nip Tuck. Which is in its second and, season here uh, in in this time. <laughs> a play on the word Krypton. That is <laughs> so sweaty. That is the sweatiest pun I've ever heard in my life. What the fuck does that even... Who? What? <laughs> Rip Tuck. Who okay. Important question. Who came up with that and who approved that? Was that they were just having too much fun at the promo real place? I mean, do we do we need to do like an investigative like series? <laughs> we need to get Chloe to investigate. This. I just want to find out who's responsible for Crip Tuck. <laughs> Was this a thing they did? On others that I've never seen this before. No, we haven't seen like we've watched a lot of Smallville programs over the years. Uh, I've no, we've never seen what? anything like this. How does that, <laughs> Brian? In a million years, I didn't see that coming. Whose I... idea was Crip Tuck? <laughs> Do we got to call Talkville right now? <laughs> they oh my know. gosh. I mean, like, like, we really should put this question out there for season four I, when they do it. Who I, can like, we call? Like, no, I don't think they'll have an answer. Who can we call that might know? Like, I, we got to start banging on doors, like, just one by one, door <laughs> by door. Like, are you responsible for that one ad promo where they said Crip Tuck? Crip Tuck. That's not. <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I post thought, the YouTube I video we... of this on our Tumblr uh, so that everyone yes, can see it. Do. But uh... when when you told me it was an outrageous promo, I assumed correctly that it was going to feature the girl on girl kiss wildly out of context, and which it, it does. It does for the, for those of you listening at home. It this is. <laughs> They make that ep- this episode look so salacious. It's not. Really deeply not. No, I mean, there's a few moments of, you know, teen action, but uh, this is. Oh, WB. Oh, WB. <laughs> like, do you think when the WB mandated to the the makers of Smallville these, that, like, we need more. Uh, 20-something skin on this show. I'm going to stop saying teen skin. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's not It's not actually accurate. Yeah. No. 20-something skin. Four teens to consume. Right. Um, and the, the creators push back. You think that the WB was like, look, it doesn't have to have anything to do with the episode. It can lift right out. We just need something to put in the promo right. wildly out of context. Right. Because this, that's the exactly show... what they've done. I, I don't know. I don't know if people know. I, I assume people know this, but like the the show, the production of the show probably doesn't work on these promos. The TV show that I worked on, we didn't touch any commercial stuff, you know? Right. Right. Um, I mean, and I feel like we've watched promos from previous seasons. And while sometimes they're misleading, it hasn't been like this where it's just like. We're selling the sex. We are selling the sex. <laughs> Which, that said, man, I'm happy Smallville's leaning back into it, though. 
Well, I'm I'm happy with the actual show, the product of the show. Yes, yes. Um, these promos. Oh man. Oh, thanks. Do you, you think there's Crypto. an element? Do Do you think there's an element of oh, fuck? Here's Here's a weird question. So let's say you started watching Smallville when you were a freshman in high school. Right. The ages of the characters. The thing about high school is it's a weird, like being a freshman, it's a weird transitional time. Just for example, there might be a couple of kids who are too old for like Hannah Montana, but are still kind of watching it. You know, maybe have a younger sibling still having it, and they're still enjoying when it's on and haven't fully transitioned into, say, the OC primetime on Fox. And you're kind of trying to like thread that needle a little bit to make both sides happy now i wonder now that that same viewer is a senior four years later like let's get some skin (laughs) i mean that could be it i mean i also think i think the numbers dipped in season three if i remember reading that correctly significantly and i think wb's like all right well it's uh the numbers are dipping you know what we do here you know what we do here I was curious about that, um, and uh, so I did look up how actually all the seasons ranked. Three did dip below one and two, uh, but it's still third. It's still the third highest rated season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty much a trend downward, Yeah, and there's a little bump, I think, later, but it's pretty much a straight line down. Thankfully, at but first, I, it was such a big hit that there was room to go down. Well, you know? a couple of things helped it. Um, it spent its last few years on Friday nights, which is like you don't have to, you don't have to get many viewers to be successful. On you Friday just night. have to not, you just have to beat reruns of <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then um, it was on the WB, <laughs> which WB is you know most of the shows don't have huge ratings or CWWB. Mm. And then it was that that decline also coincided with like the slow death of network television. So oh, right, right. All the other shows' ratings were also going down. You right. Know. Um, okay, so I, I propose that from now on, after each promo, we rate it. Um, oh, I like that. For its accuracy. Like, like what that. scale will be used? Like, from one to Cryptuck? Like, what yeah. do we... <laughs> Man, um, yes, I like that. Um, I just have one more thought about, like, age and demographic. Um Sorry, everyone. This is the stuff I find interesting. <laughs> this is whatever. This is great. Um, Friday nights on CW is not the same as Friday nights on uh, network television, right? That is, I, I mean, I know, I know the numbers were down. Like that's objectively the case. But it's like Friday nights. You know, famously, if like Fox puts a show on Friday nights, that show's dead. We're just running out episodes. Right. Yeah. Um, CW, a show, can last a couple of years there. Because your audience, a little younger, can't get into bars, you know? So, like, they're probably... Right, that's true, There is more of an audience that's at home on a Friday night than... um, Oh, totally. That's a great point. That's a great point. That said, Um, I don't know how much of that was going into late-game Smallville, but... I'm sure some. Some, surely. I mean, it was, you know, it was on the scene. I mean, also, you know, and this is... I'm including myself in this because I was watching it as it was happening... Um, they were probably counting on a lot of people, adults who weren't going out on Friday nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> First of all, they're watching that Superman show. 
Right. Um, it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, CW later, much later had the show crazy ex-girlfriend. I don't know if you ever watched, uh, any of that. I haven't, but I've heard great things. Um, it's funny the different media landscape of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was never good in the ratings. Never did well. Um, but CW hung on to it because ratings were good. Or, uh, or sorry, uh, critical reception was so good. Critics liked it. And that gave it more value to then sell to something like Netflix. Right, 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 right. So it was worth it to just run this shit. It got five seasons, you know, uh, on dismal ratings. And it's just funny the way uh, the uh, the landscape has changed of syndication not being the same thing that it was. Now it's how do we get this to streaming? Um, a complete show sells well to Netflix, and then a, a critically uh, glowing show sells well. I don't know. just think it's interesting. No, that's good. That's no one likes an sh- incomplete show. You know what I mean. That was why um, Fox came back with a, a an X Files reboot. Uh, oh, because the ending is the ending is so weak, and then that made it such a better sell. <laughs> of like, look, you can have look, look, we made an ending. <laughs> that's that's wow. That's cool. Interesting, but you know, it's like to that point. A shows a show doesn't end later with like when it's on something like well why start it like why start Firefly you're just gonna be bummed out that I there's know. no other oh, Firefly man. you know uh, yeah exactly yeah six episodes of joy and you're done right right <laughs> and it's not like it has an ending I know they made the movie later but the movie's as good of an ending as you'll get uh, but like I certainly watched that movie hoping another movie would come you know. <laughs> I it think didn't. Joss Whedon was hoping that too, but it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty amazing that they got to make that movie at all. And insane, it was insane. Insane. Um, Pretty wild. I today, did. that would have been a streaming for sure. Right. It would be a streaming reboot today if they did it. It's a pretty cheap movie and it's still crazy. Um, that said, I did in the last like two years. So at some point during lockdown, I rewatched the first episode. I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but I rewatched the first episode of Firefly. And it was funny of just arms crossed. Like, this is still pretty good. <laughs> it's a fun show. Yeah. Yep. Um, I tried to do that with Angel. Angel, which I enjoy very much, and I did not have that same experience. <laughs> um, all right, we got to get into Smallville, right? Oh, yeah, let's do this. Facade is the third episode in the fourth season of Smallville. Guess what, Zach? It's the 69th episode. Nice. Oh, man, is that why they made it such a sexy episode? Is that I why? hope so. I hope so. I'm- I'm I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't add that in the promo, like the 69th episode. <laughs> that makes that makes this our 69th episode too. Nice, nice, nice. Though no, because we did we did filler no. ones. So yeah, we've done a bunch of we did Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Come on, oh, well. <laughs> uh, this aired uh, October. This is our 69th Smallville recap. There we episode. go. <laughs> nice. Um. One more tangent. Uh, when I worked at uh, College Humor, we had a department-wide thing 
of somebody in Slack, which is like a messaging system for inner office stuff. Occasionally, someone in my department would just go, what time is it? In Into Slack, and it would chime up, immediately causing you to look. And it was always four, when it was 420. <laughs> and then we just met my entire department would just one after, nice, ding, nice, ding, nice. <laughs> and you know what? Made us laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, that gets you through the day. <laughs> Um, this aired uh, October 6th, 2004, just narrowly missing my 15th birthday. Ooh. Narrow miss. Um, so, <laughs> this episode starts on a subtitle, September 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that, Brian. Oh, no. It might say freshman year, but that means... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think it says freshman year. It doesn't say <laughs> September 2000. But when does school start, baby? <laughs> oh, shit. That's These great. kids yep. have no idea what's about to no. happen. No, 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 no. Um, it's, it's to freshman year 2001, and we get a Whitney Fordman jump scare. Yes, Oldest the, fucking man the, alive. The, the late great Whitney Fordman on his in a wig. He appears to be in a wig. Brian, I'm, does he look younger somehow? No, he looks older. <laughs> he looks a thousand years old, and he's playing younger. He's playing younger than he did before. <laughs> oh, but it, that said. It's nice to see him. I'm glad this is his final oh, it's a appearance. Fun, it's a fun cameo because it's not even like it's not even like he's in the episode. He no. just shows up for that one little bit. It's clearly he was on for an afternoon. <laughs> he uh, must have been in town. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, this is Whitney's final appearance on the show. Also, uh, all those other football players with him also are ancient. Everyone they in this episode is look forty-five full. years old. <laughs> Uh, during freshman year 2001, the Smallville High School football players are rallying the students for the start of the season. Lana Lang is perched above the, above the junk, the dunk tank. Lana Lang is, <laughs> it's a lot of alliteration. Right, yeah. Not they that, did not, they never thought this is going to be read aloud. They never, <laughs> whoever wrote this. Lana Lang is perched above the dunk tank, and Whitney Fordman recruits Clark to dunk her. He, uh, I believe, opens this up with, the hottest freshman. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, not unrealistic for a high school. So she is days past being an eighth grader. Oh no! And Whitney and her are already in a very long-term relationship. Fuck, man, that doesn't get better. Uh, Whitney went off to war. That means he's at least sixteen right now, probably older. But nasty. No, he's at least seventeen, right? How old do you have to be to go off to war? Eighteen. 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 So he's seventeen. Nasty. That's nasty. 
That's disgusting. Uh, it's gonna. This is this is the whole episode. We're gonna have stuff like this to talk about. So, <laughs> um, okay. Before he can throw the football, Clark's hands begin to shake from Lana's kryptonite necklace. Just then, the mascot arrives to cheer on the crowd. Instead, one of the players, Brett Anderson, takes the head off the costume, revealing. And I quote from the wiki, Dowdy freshman Abigail Fine. <laughs> Dowdy? Dowdy. Uh, <laughs> her hair is dishwasher brown and stringy, and she has glasses and severe acne on her face. Brett calls what is, her. What is, what is dishwasher brown? I've heard that before. Really? Yeah. It's it's oh, okay. it's it's a gross it's a gross brown color that your hair probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Brett calls her Scabby Abby, and Clark tries to stand up for her, but she runs away crying. Clark and uh, the flashback ends as Abigail is lying on. <laughs> okay. Real fast here. I have a slight issue with like this enthusiastic mascot <laughs> who nobody likes. <laughs> like, how did you get into the. <laughs> how did you go from like Scabby Abby, nobody fucking like, get out of here, nobody fucking likes you, to like in the mascot costume one? I don't know. Didn't quite ring true well, to me. Well, I also like. You know, when Clark sticks up for her, the guy's like, well, we always pick on the freshman mascot. It's like they pick on the freshman mascot. They string people up in cornfields. Like, they have a lot of fucked up. I think they might be bad. <laughs> I mean, this just goes to show you that it is the sociopath capital of the world, Smallville. Yes. Like, a lot of them aren't even meteor freaks. They're just sociopaths. Okay, the flashback ends as Abigail is lying on an examination table in the present time. A female voice soothingly says that her senior year will be different. It belongs to Dr. Elise Fine, Abigail's mother, who is a plastic surgeon. I am surprised that Ab- that this doctor mom was not stunt casting in any way. Yeah, maybe they tried. I don't know, like... Right, and they didn't seem to get anybody. I I wrote down um, after that first scene. This is some real season one freak of the week stuff, and I'm here for it. I'm so, you know I didn't even realize how much I missed it. Oh yeah, Doctor Fine turns on some machinery, and a network of green glowing tubes and needles descend on Abby and pierce her skin. Is that where we get the intro? Yeah, I think so. throw out there I, I don't know if now is the right time to bring it up but like a- acne treatments are available there's like Accutane <laughs> that seems to be like the number one issue like the scabby abby thing of like I, I had I had I mean I still have scars from it that you can see if you get uh, close enough to my face but uh, I had devastating acne and I was on a very like strict uh, uh, Accutane uh, regimen. Oh, I also to... took Accutane. Uh, fucks you up. And I think it did permanent damage. To sure. Me. Well, you know, it so did the shit in this episode. <laughs> That's true. 
that's true. But I think I think is Accutane even used anymore? I think it might be. Is it not done? I think it might be done. Though. I thought it's like class action lawsuits. Holy shit! I have a I have a gastrointestinal disease now. That do you? They say could be caused by that. I didn't get involved in any lawsuits. Oh but, shit! Uh, I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah, it's wild. It's I mean, but it helped with my acne. And isn't that the most important thing? <laughs> you know what I really believe would have helped. Uh, also, if I had tried it, was changing my diet up. Um, I don't know. For for me, I don't know. I I had like deep cystic acne that my mom had. My uncle had it. Yeah. Um, no. I totally, totally. For everyone's different. I think for me, yeah, I might have still needed something, something medical, uh, some some medication to help with it. But I do I do notice when I eat certain things. The grease, the greasiness, the oils. Sure, sure. Make it work. But uh, this is acne talk with Brian. Yeah, and there we go. <laughs> I it's the one thing I have like a lot of ex- it is funny of like I uh looking back on, on high school, I should have been more self conscious about it, I think. Like I see pictures, I'm like, oh my god, you went outside like ever? <laughs> I wasn't I don't know. I, I I don't know if that was like good on like my family or like I, I guess just like friends and like no one ever made me feel bad about it and I never felt good bad for you, about man. it. That's so awesome. that's awesome. Um, I was deeply self conscious about it. I really sure. didn't think about it that much. And it was to, to go wrong, it was objectively very bad. <laughs> Like you can see on, uh, I'm gesturing to like uh, uh, my webcam right now. Like I have these scars, like, and right. I have several all over. Um, it was deep cystic acne, um, and I didn't want to do the Accutane because it sucked, and I wasn't that worried, you know, and I wasn't that worried about the acne. Uh, that said, then it went away, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> How old were you when you when you got it? When you used that Accutane? Uh, probably 16, 17. Okay, I didn't use it until I was in my twenties. Got it. Um, it was mainly like the. The, my back was where it was really bad. Got it. Backney. Backney, baby. You will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, tell us about your acne in the reviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we'll start doing an acne segment. <laughs> what a weird... I mean, I, I'm here for it, but I just love the idea of someone listening to a small little podcast just like Picking a random moment and just hearing his talk acne for it's five minutes. It's a teen minutes. show. It's a teen show. <laughs> uh, oh, that's Brian. We should call in and ask them about their acne on Talkville when this episode plays. Absolutely. Tell us about your acne. <laughs> did you have acne? No. Or did you? Or did you look perfect like you do in this show? Fucking bastards. Uh, Clark is in the barnyard catching his own passes and daydreaming of being a Met U football star. I actually liked this moment a lot. I think we're doing some resetting a little bit. I mean, we're definitely doing some resetting a little bit. Clark hasn't been worried about normal teenage problems, uh, for a little right. while. And yes. like seeing him fantasize about uh, being a big football guy is fun. I liked it. I mean, we are basically re retreading episode from season one yes yes um but it's gonna take place over several episodes this time um wherein clark wants to play football and his dad says no but he plays anyway uh which to be fair clark you can't play football (laughs) no you really shouldn't i'm with i'm with johnny k on this one it's (laughs) it literally it's it's (laughs) extreme 
it's like playing a video game with cheat codes. You know what I mean? It's not fun. It's fun right. for like five minutes, and then you're like, this isn't this isn't fun. Right, right. It's uh, yeah. I <laughs> Clark, I do man. appreciate it. This is straight out of the Superman the movie though, which we recently watched. Yes, which you know, Clark wants to play football on that one too, and his dad's like, "Sorry, you can't because you're." got superpowers and, and you're meant for more than that you'll uh exactly. our, our, everyone will hear our, our superman the movie conversation uh when i have a baby <laughs> we're, yeah we're banking episodes for uh when my baby shows as well up. as it's superman two three four maybe returns it'll be it'll be a couple of weeks of superman movies <laughs> when my kid is born um but uh we're i i'm having fun going through those uh oh, yeah. I, I think they're I, I think our superman episode's great me too. Um, In fact, we might just segue into movies. After, you know, like we don't go back to Smallville when you're back from your break. It's just <laughs> become the movie podcast. There we go. <laughs> no one notices. I don't know who would. <laughs> uh, Lois arrives and asks Clark why he's not on the team. He's annoyed at her question, but they are interrupted when General Lane pulls up and informs Lois that she failed her senior year. Good of uh, Michael Ironside to uh, get a guest starring for this one scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they filmed it when they filmed the last episode. They must and have. He gets, and he just gets paid more, right? They, like, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Does uh, Lois is not a main character this season. She goes away for a little while, right? So she goes away for a little bit and then comes back. I think the original plan was to try her out for four episodes and then, you know, maybe bring her back once in a while, but then they tried her out for four and they're like, Oh, this show's way fucking oh, this better. Show, oh, she's it. fantastic. And yeah, the light of this show presently, <laughs> everyone else is good when she's in it. So, then they brought her back and she's kind of like a recurring character in this season. Some episodes she's not in, but she's in, I'd say she's in at least half of them. Okay. Okay. Um, good. Good. And then next season, she's the regular. Got it. The right call. I probably should. I mean, like Jensen Ackles is great. Glad to have him. Glad to have him aboard. I'd trade. Oh, yeah. I'd trade in a heartbeat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he is very, uh, charming and charismatic in this yes. show. Yes. Um, no complaints about sure. him. But, I uh, think they would have. I honestly think they would have kept him around if he didn't have supernatural. A big gig get rid came of him up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Clark laughs at Lois's misfortune until Lane also says she must enroll at Smallville High to get enough credits to graduate. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they just they don't focus on. They're like, yeah, just don't worry about it. She has to be in high school. It's fine. <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Chloe is thrilled that Lois is in school with her and suggests she writes for the torch for an extra credit, but Lois is resistant. Does Chloe have the ability to bestow extra credit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a good question. Well, the newspaper would normally get you uh, some some credit but that would be because it's run by a teacher right right we have seen no teacher and it's so i i've explained this before my school newspaper was just put out by the journalism class 
Right. Like yeah. it was a yeah, class you took. And yeah. so there was a teacher who taught and then it would just got put out. <laughs> the teacher was in charge of what right. went in the paper. Right. But um, you know, it's but there to be fair, who has time for a daily publication? <laughs> uh well if if you had your publication read by billionaires, um, I think you would probably put it out daily too. So when 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 Chloe suggests Lo, uh, Lois join the paper, Lois says, "The last thing I want to be is a reporter." Nietzsche, Nietzsche, baby, <laughs> Nietzsche lines. You know, it's like as cheesy as it is, and as much as we make fun of Nietzsche lines, I do frequently like them. That's oh, yeah. fun. I mean, that's fun. Yeah, I would do the same yeah. damn thing. You know, if I, for sure. <laughs> I can only judge so much if it's just the frequency. Like, there's one per episode at least. Right. Right. I love it. Uh, okay. Clark is eyeing a poster advertising football tryouts when the students start whistling. A beautiful blonde girl is walking down the hall. She says and hi. We, we get a, one of these like 2000s era slow motion male gazy moments. Yep. Like you've seen these in every TV show, every movie from that era that has teens in it. The girl was walking down the hall in slow motion. She's attractive. Um, some kind of like girl power pop music is playing. A lot of needle shows this episode. The which... show Chuck is made up of like 90% of these moments. <laughs> I need to watch Chuck. Fuck. Chuck is great. Chuck is fantastic. Um, watch Chuck. Hashtag watch. Chuck. I love the OC, which is the same guy. Yeah. I'm, I think you will like Chuck, my yeah. friend. I think you will like it. Um, anyway, those, I think we're done with those shots and I'm glad, but they were definitely a feature of the era. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if teen show now they got to stop. No, I think we're done with those. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, she says hi to Clark and he realizes that it's Abby. She's had extensive cosmetic surgery and her attire appearance has changed. He admits that he Clark almost starts, Clark starts macking on her a little bit. A little bit. You, you know, I was kind of when uh when she does the little like hi Clark, you know, cause Clark was nice to her, you know, always. I was kind of hoping for a little bit of something something there. Like there was some fun. Yeah. I, I like it when I like it when Clark gets to flirt and have a girlfriend, you know? <laughs> well, when they cut to the like they cut to uh Chloe and Lois talking and you can see Clark in the background talking to the girl and he's kind of like leaning up against the locker. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A, a return of the Mac situation. I wanted to see, I was hoping we were going to get a little more of that. We really don't. It, they'll kind of drop it. Uh, yeah. But I always think those situations on Smallville are fun. Um, when Clark seems like a real teenager. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. She tells him that she changed herself because she was tired of sitting on the sidelines. Lois thinks that Abby is too young for plastic surgery. I mean, I'd agree, plastic surgery is a lot. Like I said, inaccurate treatment might have been. (laughs) Right, yeah. You know? A little self-confidence boosting, you know. Um, But Chloe surprises her by saying she supports Abby's decision. When Clark agrees that Abby looks great, this is... Actually, a legitimately good moment. Uh, Clark leaning in and was like, I think she looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just being like, of course you do. Or I think it was like big <laughs> surprise. 
it's good. It's a good moment. Eric Endurance is very good. Um, Lois starts to rant about high school being a facade full of people pretending to be something they are not. I think this is, is in Zach Parlane's a little sweaty on the theme here. Of, we're really oh, yeah. going to try to make it work, and it doesn't quite come together. <laughs> They're just like, theme, okay? Theme. <laughs> Here's theme. The, There's a theme. This episode doesn't, the, all the pieces of this episode don't come together. No. But the stuff that's good is really fucking good. <laughs> right. No, I like a lot of the pieces. Yes. It's not more we, than the sum of its parts. We but got the, the tone. This is the tone where we want to be. This is our sweet spot of yes, tone. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um. Okay, Chloe again suggests she writes an article about her opinion, and Lois agrees. Uh, which, once again, Chloe offers extra credit, which you can't possibly, you can't possibly have the... Is there... Who's going to take she over will. when Chloe's a senior? <laughs> Who else were, what is happening? Do you think the... Whoever the principal is now is just like, God, I can't wait till she graduates. We will not have a paper anymore. Surely. It's done. like It'll they don't over. have a paper now. It's just Chloe bringing in her own paper like to print it on. And like they've cut the funding on the torch. <laughs> no one else works for the torch except for Clark and Pete, I think. Right. And anyone else Chloe wants to bestow extra credit on, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Lana finds a note in her locker from Jason and goes to his office. Uh, oh, this no. one is uh, woof, woof city. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> Which granted they were dating before. So like it's messy, but like, Hey Jason, you came here from France. How about this job just isn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we got to tell the audience what the job is. You're right. You're right. Uh, so uh, they're he, about to kiss when Clark bursts into the room and introduces himself to Coach Teague. <laughs> yes. So Lana's boyfriend, Jason Teague, played by Jensen Eccles, has chosen to get a job at her high school where she is a senior as the assistant coach of the football team. Which I think means he's got to teach a class, honestly. But it's so my uh, my brother uh, uh, he's moved up to college level now, but was head coach at a high school. Uh, he was not paid to coach the high school team. He was paid as a substitute teacher, right? Exactly. Who coached the high school football team? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there is yeah. no. <laughs> this position doesn't exist. Well, he's got an office in the school, it looks like. So right. this he's is bad. teaching some he's this teaching gym or something. It's look, it's bad, but is it worse than Whitney being 17 dating a 14-year-old? Legally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ethically, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Because legally, they're like, they, they could potentially be less than a year apart in age, right? Right, right. Right, right. Because he's in so, college, right. Right, he's just, he's in college and she's 17. She might even be 18. She's just a senior. Right, so, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, it's not great, but I would, I feel way better about this than I do about 
That is Whitney's true. old ass. That is true. But, it's, it's basically but, Jason shouldn't have taken this job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, uh, Smallville just has to go there, right? Just the, it's, of course. It's inherent. It's inherently the issue because, like, don't get me wrong. They didn't do that for drama. They're working around the like. That's not right. the tension here. The point is, we need to get Jason Teague wrapped up with Clark. And how do we do that when we spend exactly. most of the time at the high school? So, what's an excuse exactly. we have for so this scene? Is just covering their uh oh zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they if they could have made them twenty five year old teen, like twenty five year old high schoolers, they would have. Just right, been, right. Yeah, this would be so much easier. It was Which like is Billy all... Madison, and they were all going back to school. That's what makes the show Community amazing, I think. It's, it's just a high school show, but everyone gets to be an adult. Yes. Oh, I, ne- I never thought of it that way, but that's fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, I genuinely, most premises of that show would work in like, a, if it was quote unquote a high school, but they get to be whatever Oh yeah, it's age. not like a community college at all. No, they have all the stuff no. that like a, a high school would have. Right. <laughs> um. No community college has a dance, <laughs> which they have so many dances. Which don't get me wrong, community's having fun with. It's a cu- oh, of course <laughs> yeah. they they, talk, they make jokes about right. how many dances they have. Right. Um. Okay. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I've been watching uh, Superman. I told you about this, but I've been re- uh, catching up on Superman and Lois. Uh, season three is coming soon. Um, I'm watching season two. There is straight up a uh, Sam Lane. Uh, is talking about uh, his grandson's football team and mentions that Teague kid, which has to be a reference. Has to be a reference. Unless there's some other comic book character named Teague, but I don't I don't know that. I don't know. I'd be surprised. No. You know, it's just like the football connection is, it yeah. has to be. It has to be. Yeah, it's a nod. Right. Uh, anyway, I, I heard it rewound and it's something I would, I wouldn't have even thought about it if I hadn't been like literally watching this season. Uh, but I was delighted when I saw it. People who write these shows, watch the other shows that are similar. (laughs) Uh, okay. So Clark bursts in to introduce himself to coach Teague. They lie that Lana is giving Jason a school tour and Clark seems to buy the story. He asks Jason about tryouts, and Jason gives him a permission slip. Football starts before school starts. <laughs> yes, it most certainly does. Like, they're practicing. It, the, granted, like like I said, my brother's a football coach. I, like, I don't know. May- Deep August is when football right. starts. Maybe it's because Clark was in uh, inside the cave wall. <laughs> So he's like, can I try out for the team? I know it's a little sure, late. Sure, sure. That's um, the only thing that can possibly. <laughs> I also like that he's like, I've never played football before. And they're like, okay, take take some time at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, senior. <laughs> yeah, run a few plays as quarterback, kid who's never played and I've never seen thrown a football before. Which don't get me wrong, he also looks like Tom Welling, though. Which of course they're going to be like, you are a thirty-year-old man. Yes, you're on. You're on the team. I think they're going to let him throw a few times before they have him run the practice. You know, as quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Martha tells Jonathan that she's taken a management position at the Talon. Jonathan is resistant to the idea, but Martha urges him to be reasonable about the subject. They need the extra income to cover his hospital bills. That's also, an... sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
that's an interesting spot to put Martha, I think. What do we what yes, do we do with the talent? <laughs> but let's not overreact, Johnny K. This is a job a 14-year-old had running the talent. It's gonna be okay if Martha runs the talent. He's like freaking out about it. I don't know how you're getting in with the Luthers. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gonna be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lana did it. It's fine. <laughs> While she was also running every after school activity <laughs> and getting kidnapped a bunch too. A so. bunch is the thing. <laughs> Uh, all right, we have, oh man, we have so much to go. All right, uh, go ahead. Jason asks Clark for his permission slip to try out and correctly guesses that Clark doesn't have parental permission, but he lets him try out anyway. That's, there's some liability there that could be problematic. Already making really sketchy decisions <laughs> as a coach in his high school girlfriend's high school. Um, just. Well, throwing caution to the wind. Yep. Throwing caution to the wind. Yep. Um, during practice, Abby runs by and Brett gets another look at her. He approaches her in the halls just as Lana is walking by. Brett acknowledges that he treated her badly in the past and they go to the showers to make out. Uh, Abby's necklace falls off in the shower. We got, we got adults... Adult skin. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, first of all, this dude comes up to her to try to mac on her. But he's still wearing his football pads and he's sweaty. Like, like that's when you're making your move on this? Oh, yeah, I mean, and Jason Teague just lets you go? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> In the middle of practice. Also, was, was the school shower ever a private place where you could go make out with a girl i don't think so not not in my experience <laughs> like practice is you know just ending or still going on right <laughs> people are going to be coming in at any minute but here's the thing it's time to make out zach <laughs> yeah it's wb baby so we get it's like a it's it's a very uh steamy shower makeout session where they're still both pretty pg <laughs> yeah steamy for the network television it's a lot of like vague necking right <laughs> yeah but they are both naked in quotation marks right um i just the music choice is though did not fit at all i don't know what the song was but it was not a sexy song it was like some pop um no it's uh I reckon just looking at the the featured music list, it might be fucking spend by high speed scene. <laughs> Great. Just that Great. uh that's what I'm guessing. But no, I was also not familiar with the song. I don't know that one. There is a great needle drop in this episode. Oh there is a Hall of Fame already this coming is, out strong. Yeah, it was end of the year, end of the season awards. It's, this is the nominee. For sure, I, for it, sure, Brian. I oh, tough to beat. T- we yes, got some good needle drops this year, but yeah. <laughs> we got some throwback needle drops this year that made me feel things when I watched oh, this the first no, time. Yeah, that's gonna be the winner, dude. That's gonna be the winner. Now it's that I think be. about it's it, it's gotta be. Yeah, that moment. But this, but this one's is, gonna be a fight. This is a, this is a contender. Yeah, this is a contender. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Uh, Abby is kissing him when green veiny strands form on his... This is such a season one episode. Uh, (laughs) Veiny strands form on his mouth. She is unnerved and leaves abruptly. Brett chases after her, but when he sees his reflection, he sees the lower half of his face rotting away, even though in reality, there is nothing wrong with him. Abby looks on in horror as he runs out in a panic directly into Lois's car, <laughs> which, which, oh man, I missed that. I missed that it was Lois's car. I, I oh was, yeah. I was working while I was watching this and I missed that it was <sighs> Lois's car. I saw him get I hit by a car. <laughs> he breaks the windshield. I don't think it counts as a car crash though. I don't think so. I think we, we've set precedent that, oh, Crashing yeah. the windshield doesn't count. Yeah. Um, she's on her phone when she hits him, so uh, she's in trouble. You know what I mean? In real life. She's fucking trouble. Which... I don't care if he ran out in front of the car. You're in the park, the school parking lot. That said, if he's going crazy, if he's going crazy, I don't know if you could prove that. If you don't bring it up, who's That's gonna? true. <laughs> yeah. If no one saw she was on the phone. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, Lois is visibly shaken by the event, and Clark tries to calm her down. He asks Lois what happened, and she speculates that pressure made him go crazy. She follows Clark into the boys' locker room and starts to interrogate the players. God, what does Clark say here? <laughs> it's a Lois is trying to get into the men's locker room, and Clark says something effectively, like, you're missing something. Yeah, right. Yeah, he says, you're missing a few... A, a few body parts or free few prerequisites or something, I, something like that. Like that. It was uh, very silly. Um, <laughs> Cryptoc, baby. Cryptoc. <laughs> Clark finds Brett's jersey by the shower and locates Abby, Abby's necklace. Lana finds Lex opening a package she had sent to the Talon. It's full of books about hieroglyphics, one of which has the same symbol as Lana's tattoo on the cover. Lex remarks that she must be working on the same school project that Clark is always working on. That's a great line. because she, She's like, it's for a school project. And he goes, oh, must be the same project Clark's always working on. Like, I like fuck it. Fuck you guys. I like it. Um, is, is it just me or does, does this scene end? halfway through like also yeah she's like it's just me or you being nostalgic or something and that's it it's over the scene they just cut they just stop it um it i agree there's also a, a line here where lex talks about like lana seeing things in like He's talking about the talent. He's talking about Lex. But um, we're 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 moving we're moving the pieces a little bit on Lana Lex, and it's the first time I've seen a scene of like Lex getting real dopey with like you see things and broken things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're doing at least the. Work I wonder here. if they just went a little too far with it, and that's why they cut the scene short. Like. Like he says something really too much, like a little too much Lex Lana on it. Is it that abrupt? I I need to see it again. I thought it was shockingly abrupt, but. Huh. Huh. Yeah. This is a messy episode. (laughs) I mean, we could play the scene. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have it. Um, Fun fact. uh, you, You can find a lot of the show on YouTube. 
uh, in like playlists of like cut down into like two minute chunks. Uh, a lot of this scene, that's where I pull a lot of stuff from. A lot of this episode is pulled. Not the oh, Avril really? Levine bit. <laughs> To spoil the needle drop, but oh man, I can't wait to talk about that needle drop. Um, okay, so Jonathan learns that Clark joined the football team, but Clark maintains that he knows how to control his abilities and won't hurt anyone. Jonathan is more worried that Clark will get caught up in the game and do anything to win. Clark points out that Jonathan loved high school football and he wants the chance too. Johnny K is right. Absolutely, we're both on the Johnny K camp. This, this is point. that's it. This is a great John Snyder scene. I think this is the kind of Johnny K stuff that I like. Um, yes, because like, don't, yes. I think there's stuff here. Of like Johnny K would love for his son to have this. Of course, of course. So I, I think there's an interesting bit for like it was clearly something that was important to Johnny K, and he would love for his son to be like the fucking team quarterback. And so there's an element of restraint on Johnny K's end, right? Of like, right, right, no. He would love to be the dad of the quarterback and the all-star quarter, you know, <laughs> like. But you know what Johnny K always does, Brian? Johnny K always does the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why Superman isn't running around burning people with his heat vision, his heat boners. Exactly. Because Johnny K always does the right thing. And he taught Clark that. Exactly. So. Um, <laughs> that Once again, this is a, this is a subtle uh, thing. And like Smallville kind of has it that like. Clark's powers are a thing he turns on. <laughs> and right. that's not my preferred version of Superman, right? Of like super I, I always imagine just Superman just is. Superman just is strong. It's not right. something he turns on. <laughs> well, he he's yeah, I imagine he's constantly holding himself back is what he's right. Uh, but like, I don't know, just the way they phrase it of like, I won't use my powers. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, it's, it's a subtle thing. Right. I just don't like it. Um, yeah. but that's just me being a Superman nerd, I suppose, with preferences of how <laughs> my Superman is depicted. How dare you be nerdy on this small little <laughs> Uh, Lana is visiting Dr. Fine for a consultation about getting her tattoo removed. Uh, but Dr. Fine informs her that the tattoo is not ink. It is branded beneath her skin. That can't be how fucking anything works. <laughs> I like that she's trying to get the tattoo removed. She was showing it off last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, this is an interesting way to move that. Like, what do you think started? It's an interesting, like, they're moving the piece on this tattoo, on this, which is obviously going to be, like, a season storyline that I don't remember, but I know from previous conversations is a thing. And, like, okay, so we have this plastic surgeon, so we'll have Lana, like, move the piece. Do we have, do we start with plastic surgeon and Lana? Yeah. Do we, did we start with Cryptuck, Brian? <laughs> did we start with Cryptuck? I'm worried about it. <laughs> someone someone was watching Nip Tuck and was like, we should do Nip Tuck. <laughs> Or did it start with Lana? What would she do? She would try to get it removed, but she can't get it removed. Is that an episode? What do we do there? I I could see it either way. God, I want to talk to fucking writers, man. I know. <laughs> I right? want answers. <laughs> Uh, she tells her that Lana will probably need a complete skin graft if she wants it removed. She recognizes Lana as one of Abby's classmates. 
Abby arrives, and when Lana asks about her and Brett, Abby says she doesn't know what she's talking about. Unnerved, Lana exits quickly. Abby is upset and demands to know what her mother did to her. Dr. Fine says Brett deserved it anyway, and they will have to get Lana out of the way since she saw the two of them together, which, boy howdy, is a stretch. (laughs) Also... I'm I'm not clear on what the powers are. I don't know. It makes them trip vaguely. We'll we'll get into that. Something about what, s- what makes them trip? Smooching. <laughs> <laughs> she kisses someone and it makes them think that they're ugly. Is that something her mom put there intentionally? How does that work? It's also it's also it's funny of like doesn't make them think makes them think their face is melting. <laughs> Right, yeah. Which, if I looked in the mirror and my face was melting, my worry wouldn't be, oh, no, I'm ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It would be that my face is melting, which is not typically something it's supposed to do. Right. It's it's like they started with the theme on this one and then tried to figure out the power to go around the theme. I feel, though, like... Let me in there for like 30 minutes. I feel like we could fix a couple things. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like these aren't difficult. I feel like on set you could fix a couple of these. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what went wrong here. <laughs> uh, they're like, who cares? We just got to make sure they're in the shower. That's, That's- all that matters. <laughs> um okay uh she manipulates abby by saying that if they get caught abby will have to stop her treatment and go back to being scabby abby who is is this the proper use? i love when you use sweaty <laughs> you use the phrase sweaty and like i always like it's when you use it correctly i'm always like yes that is the correct way to use that but i'm never sure if i'm using it correctly this feels it here where we're just like working really hard to make this work yeah yeah no you're using it correctly it's yeah there's a lot of sweat in smallville (laughs) and not just the sweat that's on the 20 year olds playing teens and sexy shower things there's there's a lot of sweat. It's like whenever we're trying to connect the theme to the power or, you know. It's this it's like, lady. This lady is moist. You see the legs running. Yeah. You see the <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lana meets Jason in the old drama room because he has a birthday surprise for her. He admits that he feels strange as an authority figure of the football team since he's not much older than the players. I feel like they're really trying to make this okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they just we got to have him mention that he's just out of high school like six times. <laughs> that said, um, despite that, like very transparently being the goal here, uh, Ackle sells it for sure. I love roasting sure. Supernatural. I think it's a very silly show. Of like, he's very good at this. Hmm. Hmm. He's good. He's good. Ackle's good. Ackle's good. Where's Cam? Cam, Ackle's good. Cam, Ackle's good. Cam, Cam will show you. Cam's, Cam's dealing with some stuff. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, uh, we'll be uh, hopefully She's joining. She's not missing us. any great Ackle stuff yet. Right, right. This is the so. first, like, notable. It's not even a notable episode. It's just right. he's here, actually. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's a scene with 
with uh, Ackles and Lana. I think it's the one we're talking about right now. Where uh, he shows a tinge of jealousy towards Clark. Yes, yes. And I'm like, what is with adult men being jealous of Clark? You know, I think there's an element, though, of like, once again, I think, once again, just Ackles playing it well. I think there's an element, though, of just like, not so much hard jealousy, more like, Give me the information. I just want the information here. Right, exactly. Yeah. What was the, something happened with you guys? What was it? I just That's want all. I I just know. I know. So just tell me. <laughs> yes. You're right. That's exactly how he's playing it. Yep. Um Okay, he blindfolds Lana. Once again, he's not that much older than her. <laughs> uh. And goes to get the surprise. When he is gone, Abby sneaks up and gives Lana a toxic kiss and then apologizes and runs away crying. Boy, howdy, the promo loved that. I mean, if we were still on uh, live streaming, this chat would love it, too, I think. I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. If, they always, I they guess we rooting for that. I, I don't know if this is specifically what they'd be rooting for. I can't say for sure that you'll have like, hey, let's talk in the discord when you're listening to this episode. Let me know. Feel good about this or feel bad about this? Oh, I I don't feel good about it. No one feels good about it. No, it's (laughs) I think they would have appreciated it ironically. Um, Yeah, it's 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 bad. It exists just so they can put it in the promo. Yes. Yes. It's exactly the only reason it exists. Yes. Um, it's also if you had a if you had a boyfriend and you had kissed and made out with him several times and then a teen girl came up and kissed you when you were blindfolded, how long would it take you to be like, This isn't my boyfriend? <laughs> not long. To be fair, not it's long. not it's not like a makeout. It's it's a peck. It's not but a still... peck, it's like a it's short. it's a few seconds. Sure, sure. Just a few seconds. They need enough shots for the promo. <laughs> yeah, that said, uh, no accounting for Lana's uh, uh, intelligence here <laughs> if she's not uh, noticing that. Uh, okay, so uh, Abby uh, apologizes and runs away crying. Lana sees her reflection and has the same hallucination of her face rotting. Which once again is kind of played like, oh no, L- Lana's worried. Lana's worried about her appearance. Oh, her literally looks like her face is rotting away. <laughs> <laughs> that would be concerning to anyone. That's a medical emergency. <laughs> it's yes, yes. It's Zach. If your face started rotting away, I wouldn't be like Zach. You look terrible. I'd be like Zach, you gotta yeah, go to the like, hospital. Zach, are bud. you dying? Yeah, something is wrong. <laughs> In a panic, she backs into a large wall mirror, which falls on her and shatters, knocking her out. Concussion. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely, I forgot about that. Um, Jason is at her bedside at the hospital when Lex comes to visit. He introduces himself and correctly guesses that Lana and Jason have more than a teacher-student relationship. Which, oh, Wiki. Oh, no. He's not that much older than her. 
I love Lex is like, are you fucking kidding? It's like, I guess she's going to date an adult. It should be me. <laughs> Who is significantly older than her. <laughs> but that, somehow looks way younger than her high school boyfriend from the first season. <laughs> that said, Michael Rosamond is kind of selling this and doing a good job. He's doing good work here with what he's got. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like jealous, but taking the high road. It's good. Right. Right. If you take out, if you, if you take it as they're all the same age, which they are in real life, kind of <laughs> right, it right. works a lot better. Right. Um, right. It doesn't work as well when it's like, yeah, hey, you 18 year old, you treat that girl nice because she's very special to me, a 25 year old or right. whatever. The fuck. But when they're all 25. Uh, right. <laughs> Uh, Chloe and Clark talk about Lana's condition, and Clark reports that Lana and Brett had elevated levels of serotonin. Chloe connects that Abby was with Brett, and Lana saw them both, and suggests that Abby might be responsible. They go back to the torch office and find Lois's research on Dr. Fine's facility, Beachwood Medical Center. Dr. Fine has developed a medication to keep serotonin levels in check, so Clark and Chloe decide to go to the facility so she can treat Lana and Brett. There is a reference to Lois having a lot of typos in her piece. Yes, yes. Uh, I believe it's something about serotonin and Lois misspelling it three times. Is that from the comics or is that from the movie, Superman the movie? I don't know. I'm not a huge, huge comics guy. Uh, Okay. But I, so I only know it from the movie. Um, But, I liked it. It was great. And let's be real, Smallville is mostly drawing from the movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Lois pretends to be interested in plastic surgery and schedules an appointment for the same procedure that Abby had. So we're in like an experimental phase, but still... So you're like experimenting on your daughter, but you can <laughs> provide this to like clients who walk in. Like, <laughs> What try... There's like a process here before you can just do this. <laughs> but unless you find shiny green rocks, then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> to be fair, this is Smallville. <laughs> We've seen what goes on at Smallville Medical. So. And in this scene, we get Lois in a skimpy two-piece. Right, right. So. Um So when Dr. Fine realizes that Lois is taping the interview, Lois gets up to leave, saying she will expose her. Dr. Fine pulls her back by her hair, injects her, and renders her unconscious. Lois wakes up as needles and tubes descend on her, realizing she's stripped to her underwear and pinned to the the plastic surgery machine. I don't think that's underwear, Brian. I don't think so either. It looks like it's like leather or like it's some sort of like rubber yeah like uh, yeah what what is catwoman's in batman returns whatever (laughs) that is made out of right uh dr fine tells her that she will destroy her beauty and she will learn what abby had been through lois is terrified and tries in vain to get out clark bursts into the lab to save her but when he pulls the machinery off green gas starts to fill the room Clark you is, think he would stop yanking stuff off that's green? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, there's stuff. some patterns here, buddy. 
Clark is incapacitated and Dr. Fine knocks him to the ground. However, Lois kicks her away, frees herself from the machine, and winds up helping Clark from the room. God, this is such a season one episode. It is. She, as they're leaving, the the villain tries to attack him again and Lana's like, like, go to sleep, bitch, or something like that. And like, <laughs> kicks her in the face. Is that a concussion? I'll have to watch that. I have, I have uh, yeah, we'll have to go back to the tape. Lana tells Jason that her whole ordeal makes her wonder if he only likes her for her looks. Jason assures her that he loves her for her personality. So wetty. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, thought her face was rotting away. (laughs) Like, would you still like me if my face was rotting away? No. The answer is no. No, I would de- I would help you get medical attention, probably. <laughs> right, yeah. I would I'm this is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> would I still th- I would not date a zombie. No, I would <laughs> no. not date a rotting corpse. No. No. There there are other steps we have to take here. <laughs> <laughs> uh Clark arrives home to tell his father that he's sorry to disappoint him, but he's staying on the team. Jonathan tells him he understands and they make up. Um, it's a good scene. Yeah, a little corny, but it's good. Well, it's corny, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then at school the next day, Chloe tells Lois that her article was well received. What kind of polling is Chloe doing? <laughs> <laughs> well received by Chloe. Yeah. Uh, and suggest like, Lionel Luther called and said he liked your. Yeah. Story. <laughs> uh, and suggest that she write more. They go to the football rally. So this episode does have a nice bookend of like we opened on this, and then we close on the du- we open on the dunk tank, we close on the dunk tank. Yeah. They go to the football rally. What Clark is now in the dunk tank. Lois easily throws the football and dunks him, and just like this, it's Avril Lavigne's "So Much for My Happy Ending" is playing. And yes. it's so fucking good. Like, yes. it's, oh, this is everything well, that's good about Smallville. It, watching Lois dunk Clark and then kind of flirt with him, like she runs up and like tassels his hair and he's like splashing her. Definitely some flirtation going on. And Chloe is watching it. And oh, and, so there's there's a final sentence here. Chloe looks on crestfallen. As Clark and Lois share a flirty moment. That's the intent, but like they didn't get the shot on the day because she's like, Mm -hmm. she's just looking back and forth and it kind of freezes on her going, oh, Oh, it's so good though, dude. It's so good. I so, hey, hey, here's the thing. Fucking Erica Durrance and Tom Welling have actual fucking chemistry. Yes. I, so here's the thing. This is not going to do justice uh, in an audio medium, but we got, we got, let's watch the scene. This is also going to be yeah, hell on YouTube. This episode might get pulled from YouTube, but <laughs> we've got the dunk tank. Lois has the football. Wouldn't you like to know? Doesn't matter because you are going down. That'll be the day. It's a, a Tom Welling's got the flirty smile on its arms crossed. 
Lana throwing a football like a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Clark goes into the dunk tech. Oh, got him. I'll also say, I'm pausing it real fast. The lighting here gives me very warm, remember being a teenager vibes. I don't know. Yes, if- <laughs> Very, very end of summer, beginning of school year, still warm, but we're getting back into school vibes. It just, I don't know, something about literally the lighting here hit me in a way, in a very warm, comforting way. And I, God, I want more of it. Chloe applauds. Yay, they dunked Clark. Clark, Clark emerges from the dunk tape. We're having a good time. <laughs> Lois flirtily. Tossles his hair. Clark splashes. Oh, they're flirting. They're smiling. Clark's in a wet t-shirt, by the way. Chloe's oh. registering what's happening. <laughs> so much for my happy ending. <laughs> Brian, for the record, we got to be clear. It's not actually good. Oh, moment. it's extremely good. I mean, no, it's no. so dopey. It's so dopey. It's, it's so, so dopey. much. It's good in a needle drop. Smallville brings me back way. It's for sure. It it brings me back to a time when this worked on me genuinely. You know, like remembering yes, fondly sure. on when I didn't care that it was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's perfect. That said, it's like, did I, when it played for the first time and I, I saw it, just like only the biggest smile on my face, you know? Like, oh man, I love it. I love oh, it. I really so love good. it. <laughs> so much for my happy ending. Oh, um, Avril. Come on, Avril. What happened? It's a dude, new album, new albums. There's a couple, there's a couple bangers on there. It's a couple of really oh, good ones. Shut me up. Yeah, there's a. I only heard like the two like big singles off of it. Both bangers. Um, let's see here. What do we got? Um, Abigail Fine, the villain of this episode. Um, I kind of thought she looks familiar. She looks like someone who's working pretty. Uh, 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 frequently right now had a CW show. I think on iZombie. I thought it was her. Uh, it is not. Um, the actress Brianna Lynn Brown is working. She shows up every now and again. I checked her IMDb, but didn't recognize her from anything. Hmm. Um, let's see. Eric Johnson, his final appearance is Whitney Fordman. Um, no one else too notable. Uh, featured music this episode is Everywhere You Go by the Class of 98, Devils and Angels by Tony Lightman, Fucking Spend by High Speed Scene, What Do You Do in the Summer When It's Raining by the Bow Sisters, Ghetto by John Gold, and of course, My Happy Ending by Avril Lavigne, which... Do you think, do you think Needle, uh, Up the Needle Drops was also a mandate? Because season three was light on the Needle I... Drops. I think so. I'd have to imagine. And here's the thing. Right call. I want to see more. I love. Yeah, for sure. Drops. Yeah. Indecision WB. It's we made fun of the needle drops. We we constantly make fun of the needle drops. They're they're frequently fucking stupid. This one included. Fucking yes. stupid. And I love them every time. The yeah, more obvious, them. the missed better. Them. It's so funny. It's like they're very frequently like, what's the most obvious popular song we could play right now? It's either obvious or or doesn't fit at all. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. Um, 
A facade is a superficial appearance or illusion of someone slash something. Um, the antagonist is listed as Dr. Elise Fine, not Abby Fine. Um, the last name Fine is later used as a facade for Brainiac. Dr. Milton Fine. Lionel Luther does not appear in this episode. And what do you know? This episode is kind of as much as we loved it tonally. This episode is a mess. Yeah. As goes Lionel, so goes the episode. Yeah. Uh, the Luther Mansion is not featured in this episode. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, I mean, Lex barely featured in this episode. Lex has two scenes. Right. Uh, in a deleted scene in the season four DVD, it is revealed that Clark, Abby, and Brett have known each other since grade school. Uh, when this episode originally aired, Lois Lane's plastic surgery article was featured on the old WB website and can still be read here. Ooh. I'm loading it up now. Wait, about that last one. Yeah. I love that. I love in this show whenever they're like, we've known each other since grade school. It's like Smallville. Doesn't everyone know each other since grade school? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Zach, I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read fucking Lois Lane's article. I think you have to. I think I also. Yeah. All right. Skin deep behind the mask of the high school facade by Lois Lane. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Ever think you're maybe a bit too harsh? I mean, why is it that just as the importance of being cool is at its height, puberty kicks in and cripples us all with all things awkward? What are you telling us? That all the non Lindsay Lohans are just supposed to deal? Uh, oh, man. This year alone, some 75,000 cosmetic surgeries will be implemented on kids. Kids, as in under the age of 18, not allowed to vote. Kids. The same I can't even get a sunflower tattooed on my ankle without parental consent tween can go under the knife, get pumped with chemicals, nipped, tucked, stitched, and switched, all with a thumbs up from mom. Cryptuck. Cryptuck. <laughs> I'm a fan of wanting to put the best foot forward, but when plastic surgery is a suggestion of a parent, a ref needs to blow the whistle. It's hard enough for some of us to maneuver the hallways without mom and dad also reminding us to suck it in. So an afternoon downing triple caps at the Talon got me thinking about teen pressures. The desire to fit in consumes almost every aspect of our high school experience. Senior Abby Fine used to hide in a crow's mascot costume to dodge a daily barrage of insults. I'm sorry, was Abby Fine wearing the crow's costume daily? (laughs) where did this come how did lois stumble upon this piece of information lois has been here for hours (laughs) (laughs) Lois, we're gonna need some more details here her mother a plastic surgeon who recently found herself on the other side of the clipboard saw a reflection of her own insecurities on her acne scarred daughter 
So desperate to rid Abby of imperfection, Dr. Fine implemented an an untested surgical procedure that left Abby with the power to make people see themselves as ugly with a single kiss. Okay, so we're just getting right into... Who wrote this and why? Who was this for? <laughs> no one was no one was reading this. This is the first time this has ever been read, period. <laughs> <laughs> we got oh, oh we got two hundred words left. I just love that um in this this is published in the school paper like Yep, she uh, she made it so people yep. thought they were ugly. Yep, crazy she- crazy powers. Yep, you know, you know how yep. it goes. You know. <laughs> uh, after sharing a smooch with football player Brett Anderson, it became clear high school is a game of facades. Oh. Though Brett seemed like a pillar of confidence, the kiss triggered a serotonin imbalance that exposed his innermost fears. He literally thought his face was rotting, Lois. Is this the equivalent of when, like, a Star Wars fan, when you're like, oh, the Star Wars doesn't make any sense, and they're like, well, read the novelization, yeah. it'll explain it. This is the equivalent. This is like, what power didn't make any sense? It's like, no, no, read Lois's report online. It's serotonin levels. Zach, I can't wait for you to hear the next fucking sentence to come out of my mouth. <laughs> the kiss triggered a serotonin imbalance that exposed his innermost fears. He didn't add up. He wouldn't fit in. He might as well die. <laughs> Literally <laughs> thought his face was rotting. Oh. I were they so insecure about the theme not connecting in this episode? They're like, we gotta write the entire article. <gasps> Zach, I've scrolled down far enough. There's a comment section. <laughs> wait, I, wait, 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 an in fiction comment section. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, hit me. Hit me. We're not done yet. We're not. Oh, we haven't finished Lois Lane's article. (laughs) Um, It doesn't matter how thick your pads are or how high your pom-poms wave. High school puts every student through the ringer. When everyone seems to have it so together, we have to remind ourselves that, that nobody does. We'll all commit to the occasional fashion blooper. We'll all break out an occasional blemish. Uh, We might drop the occasional pass or receive the occasional B? (laughs) high school is four years we're exposed to a new experience every single day and we're allowed to be awkward and overwhelmed in 10 years i bet we'll look back and realize two things one everyone was desperate to fit in and two whether it be a team a clique a club or a bra size no one really knew what exactly they were trying to fit into or why it was so important to them we all just knew it felt like life or death and then i bet we laugh how true lois first time out of the gate killing it uh we got uh from the the I believe in fiction comment section that's feedback. It's uh, all lowercase feed, all caps back, and it uh, it says under in bold. What do you think? Uh, me, comma SD California twelve o three two thousand four. Uh, this is a great article! Exclamation point. It reminds me that nobody has everything together. Everyone has insecurities. 
Brian, this is this is what Chloe was talking about when she said it was well received. Uh, Kelsey, comma Clayton, comma GA. I think that Lois is awesome. Uh oh, wait a second, dude. These may not be in fiction. John, no, Johnny, comma my, uh, Johnny, comma Macon, GA. Uh, I like Lois, comma. Funny how they spun the characters around, though. Lana is like Lois and vice versa. Lana was the troublemaker in the comics. Well, anyway, what a great find for Lois. Casting director, hmm, what a job. Smiley emoji. Zach currently has his hands against his head in what appears to be a crisis. (laughs) I just... The fact that we could go so long thinking they were fictional comments. I, that's the only <laughs> thing I could possibly... I couldn't possibly imagine a universe. <laughs> oh. 2004 was a different time. The internet was different. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? I want to know. Come on the show, person who wrote this. I bet we could find them. I bet we could find them. It'll take some work. Erica Durant wrote it. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, okay, after Lana receives the kiss from Abby in the old drama room, she panics because of the reflection she sees. When the mirror falls on Lana, it resembles her being trapped in the Phantom Zone. Stretch number two. Stretch two. Big stretch. Uh, okay. Uh, Lois is shown using a computer in the Smallville Torch office researching Dr. Fine. The same scene is used in Crusade when Lois is watching Chloe's video message. Reused footage. Oh, Smallville, come on. Uh, okay, after Abby kisses Lana, you can clearly see her necklace. Earlier, it was shown that Clark found that necklace in the shower drain. Either Abby has multiple necklaces or the scene was shot before the shower one. I wonder if the necklace was maybe added later. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's interesting because you couldn't. It doesn't make sense the other way around. Right. Uh, let's see, there are two references to Lois's poor spelling, which is often present in versions of her in different media. Um, okay, as mentioned, Eric Johnson makes a cameo appearance. Uh, this is Johnson's last appearance. And, uh, boy, that's about it. What a doozy of an episode, man. It was fun. It was fun. We're back, Brian. We're back. This is the first one. You know, as much as like we were making fun of like the quality of this episode, this is the first one like when it was over and the next one like auto played. I really had to like, I didn't want to turn it off. I was like ready for another one. Uh, I think the next one is equally silly and it's, it features the, uh, the reunification of the Clark Lex friendship. If I remember correctly. Great. Great. Going to be a good one. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, so, uh, I guess that wraps it up for us here at the Talon Mix. Uh, hey, we're, we're here on Fridays. We got a Tumblr. It's the Talon Mix at .tumblr.com. We're also on Twitter at the Talon Mix pod. Uh, hey, maybe leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It's not a joke. It does help. Um, I've also started uploading these to YouTube if you want to throw a comment, uh, or something there. That's also helpful. 
Um, Zach, I didn't anything? even know we were on YouTube. I would have run a comb through my hair. You know what? Oh, what? not the video. It's just the audio. Okay, good. <laughs> um, uh, nope, just the audio with a little bar. Okay, good. Of- well, because like, they don't know that I'm totally naked. So <laughs> That's, we do both of these, but naked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the point? If we're not live streaming, we're butt naked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> make sure to keep that in mind when you're listening in the future. Uh, Zach, do you uh, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Um, I wonder if the Smallville gods can tell me, um, is Avatar going to be fucking awesome? Good night, everybody. 